Welcome to Steep Magazine Adventures. Whether it's an epic ocean voyage or cozy retreat to an eco-lodge on a private island, this podcast covers the destinations, gear, and lodging of prestige adventure travel. I'm your host, Greg Robbins, taking you on another world-class adventure. Today, we meet Russ Musio, founder of Backroads Mapbooks. With detailed topographic maps featuring off-the-beaten-path natural treasures, Backroad Mapbooks are the choice of anyone looking for adventure. We have our own set of these, and we can tell you we'd be lost without them. So, let's jump right into our chat with Russ. Hey Russ, it's great to have you here on the show. Uh, thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me. So, when and how did you start Backroads Mapbooks? What inspired you, and was there a big need among adventurers? Well, it's, uh, we started about 25 years ago, which is kind of surprising that something like this has lasted so long, but basically it was just built out of uh, what we felt was a need in the industry. You know, my brother and I grew up in the interior around Trail BC and always liked to go fishing and hunting and exploring and things like that with my father and family. So we went down to Vancouver. We kind of wanted to do that when we were at university, but really didn't know where to go. So kind of looked at all the maps and books and things out there and kind of we're still scratching our head quite a bit. And then from that idea, we just started spurring out the idea of creating a, a sort of like a city map book, but for the outdoors. And then after that and doing trade shows and things like that, we listened to our customers and we continued to evolve it from there. It sounds like it was a big undertaking. Walk us through how you managed to put your first maps together. What inspired you? Um, well, I was young and in university and I kind of actually did a, a thesis on the project uh, Thanks to my uh, sponsor teacher out there, uh, Wendy Frisbee was the teacher back at way back when. But yeah, it was just an idea we had, and when we put two and two together, we just really liked the idea of just creating, like we said, a, a city map, but but for the outdoors, just because there really wasn't anything out there, just topographic maps and and various guidebooks. So the inspiration was really we felt we needed a product like that personally, and if someone else wanted to buy one that's a bonus to to us your maps are quite unique just looking at them here did you ever want to create something simple or did you always want to create something this special uh yes and no you know obviously my brother was a kind of was a registered professional forester at that day and even even in that industry they kind of had uh issues with the maps and the fact they were all dated and stuff that so it was it was more like i said personal need and want and then when we talk to everyone else they everyone can say wow that's a great idea and from that you just get inspiration and motivation and you know you just are able to build from there most of us realize just how much detail there is in these maps uh, especially the treasures listed what prompted you to include all these details well um like i said uh was part of a thesis there and then right after doing it i looked at the numbers on the business plan everything looked great so i really wasn't working at the time. I was just finished university, so I decided, you know, take my next year or two and really explore the option. So I went, you know, knocking door to door. How am I going to do such a thing? So I talked to the geography department at UBC, a, a grad student there, and said, how do I make a map? And he said, well, this is the easy way to do it. And so I'd go and basically get all this big mylar and start for lack of a better term, tracing out the government topographic maps to get all the, the base stuff. And then I'd talk to my brother's forestry guys and we'd put together all the road maps and then we'd start looking at everything else out there and saying, okay, what would make this better than 
a topographic map or another road map and from that we noticed that there wasn't a lot of information on recreational stuff and all that so we said okay let's start adding in trails and campsites and and all that sort of stuff so that's where it came from from there so what kind of treasures and special places can people find on your maps versus you know just a regular topo map um i guess again touching on the recreational component you know there's all maps almost show roads and creeks and rivers and stuff like that but the uh with ours we felt that it was necessary rather than putting a symbol for a campsite we'd say this is smith lake provincial park or something like that and same thing with the trails you'd see trails and sometimes symbols on there we'd said well this is you know Smith Ridge hiking trail and so we continue to make it more user friendly so really the labeling and identifying and just kept adding to it and listening to people and saying what what more do you want on there and, and stuff like that so tell us about what areas these maps cover well we've actually gone coast to coast so we've gone as far as Newfoundland and PEI um, touched a little bit on Quebec and Yukon so Got, got all those various regions, but of course, BC is our bread and butter. We've got the various regional books in BC, Alberta, and Ontario work, whereas the other smaller provinces, we stick with provincial titles. So it's just something where we continue to grow and touch on all these other great areas of the country. So any plans to spread these into other areas? I don't know, like North America? Uh, we've thought about it quite a bit, but it's... These are quite a project to take on. So going into the U.S. in particular, which is always appealing to people, is one of those things where we just have to almost have a whole another team to do it, just from the sales component and, and things like that. So we felt rather than, you know, diluting ourselves even more, even going nationally is quite a challenge to add in international and the U.S. is something where it's like that's just a lot of work that we're not sure if we'd see the reward so your products come in several forms and versions. How can people physically use your maps? Well, obviously the paper is our, our original one and, you know, with the map books. We, but we also have our uh, topographic maps, which we've taken from the paper and made them larger format, easier to read. And then from that, we've created waterproof maps, which are rather than having individual pages, you have the traditional fold-out map. But um, from that, we then evolved into GPS maps, which is kind of the introduction to, to the digital side of things and has really allowed us to refine the, the product a ton. And more recently, we've got our navigator, Backroad Navigator, which works on the apps. And we have a few other digital components that um, you can download to various apps and other programs out there. So I think we have the whole breadth covered there. It's just a matter of getting the exposure for some of the new markets like the app and all that sort of stuff. What about digital? Everyone wants stuff on their phones and devices. Um, well, that's like everything. It's been a huge challenge to get going. You know, it's trying to build something from scratch. And, and the biggest problem with that is we're competing against free. You know, when you got Google Maps and all kinds of apps out there providing free resources, it's, it's been a challenge. But the nice thing about our product is we have our maps, all of our road and trail information, all the recreational information that basically no one can really touch so trying to get that out there and onto a server and all these things has been a been quite the struggle but we're getting there and we're pretty happy with with it so far and we know the things we need to do but it's just something that you know we're kind of in the early stages of that and hope to improve it as we continue into the future your maps include some great content on what to do once you get to a place how did you develop it, and how did you know what would resonate with users? Um, the adventures are definitely based on what we feel are people that 
or what people are doing out in the industry and or out in the, in the back country. So um, from that, we looked at and building the core things like fishing and hunting and camping. And then really we went in to all the trade shows and people would come to say, oh, well, about adding paddling routes or wildlife viewing and things like that. So that's really how we've evolved it is listening to people as well as these are the things that we really like to do. So Yeah, absolutely. You have some excellent content for adventures. Everything from hot springs to great fishing spots. Well, between the, the top and even guidebooks, that's the one thing we feel we're, we've done better than everyone else, is that we try to be, for lack of a better term, an encyclopedia of everything that's out there. So rather than writing about the top 10 or 50 hiking trails, we try to include them all. All the fishing lakes we can get a hold of from the, you know, the stock lakes to the various mysterious lakes that are out there. Um, since we're out there, our various writers and people are out there, we always try to add in a few local tidbits as well. You know, like even starting the books, we, we used to write about just areas that we would play in as kids and, you know, they're very valid. So it's just a matter of trying to amalgamate all the massive amount of information out there and put it into one compact source so people kind of have, you know, a quick hit information to everything that's out there. Have you ever not placed a special find on your maps to keep it a secret? Well, maybe that's a secret. <laughs> no, just just kidding. But um, yeah, we've played with that for a little bit. In particular, in busier areas, it's something where you're always a little bit concerned. Say, like out east in Algonquin Park is this ginormous park that's um, phenomenal paddling and fishing. And you know, the writer out there used to have his little brook trout fishing lakes and rivers, and you know, he'd want to not keep them on there. And I'm like, well. In, a, in an area with probably 1,300 lakes. <laughs> I don't think anyone's really going to notice it, but we might augment the, the writing per se on that, and that's where we came up with the concept of just being very factual as opposed to kind of rating, saying this is a fantastic or the best lake in the area, you know, so. So you must hear from your users. How do you integrate that into the maps and keep them current from people with boots on the ground? And I mean literally. Um, that's a, one of the best things we've had over the years, actually, is the feedback. We've always had an update program, and again, at trade shows and just on the street. Anytime I'm driving around, people love to, to give me corrections, for sure. So <laughs> it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of good. But yeah, that's actually the best way to, to make your product better, though, right? It's just to listen to people and say, oh, okay, well, it's good to know, right? And then, you know, the updates and stuff like that is, I'd say there's tons of little points and secret spots and little trails and things like that in these books because of people have shared them with us so it's great your maps are truly well made i mean i've had mine for over a year and it looks almost new how are your products built to stand the abuse and conditions in nature and for you know the real serious adventure types well we have done a lot of um, improvements to them you know the quick answer to that would have been well why would i want to make them durable make you buy them again right but um, <laughs> um we you know in the beginning we used to have what they called perfect binding and it was something where customers come back to us complaining we use your book all the time and it's just like disintegrated because it came apart so we added that spiral bindings which is a very durable thing that can really handle the abuse and you know the pages don't rip out and then with the, the printed maps or the topo maps, we've got on the waterproof paper, and then we went to, or the, um, the waterproof series, what we used to call the recreational maps, obviously is on a very durable, tearproof, waterproof 
paper and that's a really solid one for people out there you know you can literally throw it in the lake it floats you can almost try to burn it and it's pretty awesome paper and it's just something where we we try to use quality papers as opposed to you know doing like those old city map books that really were meant to be thrown out after a year or two so do you have any stories about how your maps have opened the doors for people to discover new places or find incredible spots um, that's an interesting one. I was thinking about that for, for a little bit here, but, um, we've got a lot of interesting ones. Like, for example, I remember I was just, I don't know where I was. I think I'll by Carameas, but just sitting on the road there and I had my little sign on the truck and some farmer comes down the, the road there and he says, Hey, are you with that, that company Backroads? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, I have to say, I've owned this place for 50 years and up to about a dozen years ago, maybe see two people a year come down that log road. Since your map works have come out, there's literally hundreds come out. And you know what? I think it's a great thing. You guys have really opened up the backcountry of BC, and it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. So we get everything from there to people sending us notes saying, oh, I love your map books. You got me out of the backcountry because I was stuck there, only had so much gas. And <laughs> Any marriage proposals? Um, well, actually, we've had a couple of people comment. I'm not sure whether they're uh, joking or not, but they said they met their bride through our, our map books. They've gone out and found this secret little area, and they've gone there and seen this beautiful little lady. But uh, I don't know if that's just them pulling my leg or not. But, so. so what's next for you? How will your products and maps move into the future? Well, I think the, the big evolution is the, the digital side of things, right? The navigators, the things that work on your smartphones and stuff. It seems to be... The way it's going so we really need to get that delivery system nailed down and try to diversify in that market because the one thing we we're finding is we can't be the end-all be-all for everything on an app so we want to make sure we're available on other people's apps maybe um, try to you know merge with a few of the companies that are out there and stuff like that so that really is our focus and I really want to get our app and the navigator all offline so basically like the GPS you just literally grab a chip plug it into your phone and you've got you know the whole map book and all the wonders of the digital world you know pop up information and stuff of that at the you know at the palm of your hands and of course to be able to be used offline exactly without uh, using up cellular data and all that sort of fun stuff i suppose especially when there is you know no signal or places that are truly off-grid well, definitely in BC. Like BC's a different beast than, say, Ontario or even parts of Alberta, where you know cellular just seems to reach a lot further in those areas. But yeah, that's the uh, been the bit of a challenge with our uh, you know core users in BC is you know everything. There's so much area that is not connected, which is what makes beautiful BC the way it is. And um, I guess you'll be able to add up-to-date information like regulations, change the changes to roads, you name it. Well, that's the great thing about the uh, the digital world is, yeah, you can add in these extra components. You know, we can add links to various, you know, federal or provincial resources to, you know, for instant updates on regulations and, and just stuff like that. And you can just add in so much more information. You know, obviously a paper map is limited to the scale and the area it can cover. You can only put so much on there, whereas in the digital you can really zoom in and put, you know, multiple points in those areas to say, you know, what does that mean? Or this is a closure or and all that sort of stuff. So it is, the power of that is phenomenal. It's just a matter of trying to define and make it user friendly for everyone. So. These days, there is so much content and images generated from users. 
do you see that in the future for you? Yeah, and that's where, you know, it's like, oh boy, <laughs> tackling all that and trying to get all the imagery and stuff. It's just, I would love to have 100,000 people out there, you know, going out and capturing videos and pictures and creating little stories of each little gem out there. It would really be the ultimate of in 3D exposure, right? Just to give the people, you know, that virtual tour without leaving the couch sort of thing, so... Russ, I want to thank you very much for coming into our show today. You have great products, and uh, we look forward to staying in touch with you. Okay, appreciate it, Greg, and thanks again for the opportunity. Hi there, it's your host, Greg Robbins. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please rate, review, or subscribe to Steep Magazine Adventures wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us make this show bigger and bolder. Plus, you'll never miss one of our great episodes. And for more stories on world-class adventure travel, head over to Steep Magazine for everything from guided heli skiing to personalized scuba dives. 